Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Do. No, this is not another Mirror Universe episode. I am your host for the evening, Drew Celestino. Uh, Carl Duty could not be here tonight uh, due to, as has been happening here and there, life uh, finding a way. So hopefully Carl will be back next week fit as a fiddle and we'll be ready to rock once again. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's get caught up on some stuff. We did not want to leave you guys hanging for uh, two weeks without a podcast, so here I am to give you a news rundown of the things that have been going on. I wish Carl could be here to talk about a lot of them, but um, you're stuck with me, so get ready for some uh, Nintendo-slanted, Grant Morrison-worshipping, anti-DC, uh, insert your cliche about me here, um, rants. So let's, let's have fun, shall we? Uh, but first... Let's get a little, how was your week's going on? Uh, me, how's my week's been? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. So um, I have seen some ticket fiasco things in my day. I have seen wrestling ticket uh, tickets go on sale and bots snatch them up. Uh, massive lines, massive delays, people clawing and scratching to get tickets and the ticket sites crashing or completely being overrun. And then the tickets ended up on, you know, StubHub within seconds, of course, uh, for prices that are ridiculously marked up into the into the hundreds and the thousands of dollars. And it's completely insane. I saw this happen again a couple weeks back when um, I got tickets and I was very fortunate to get tickets to a one time only event. Well, <laughs> more on that in a second. In San Francisco, on September the 6th, uh, Metallica is playing the Chase Center, which is soon to open in San Francisco, California, with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra, and I got to get a pair of tickets to that. I'm very, very excited, as you might know. Uh, this will become relevant to the show, of course, uh, later on. But um, yeah, within seconds of uh, me getting those tickets, they were gone, and they were up on StubHub for thousands, leading me to question my loyalties and my fandom to the band, thinking, you know... I could make a pretty penny if I just sold these right now and skip the trip altogether. But uh, no, I, I will be in San Francisco to see this show. I cannot wait. I'm very excited about it. Um, on paper, I was at the original uh, Symphony of Metallica show, the S&M show back in the 90s. However, I myself physically was not there, but a good friend of mine used my name to get tickets to go to back-to-back -back nights the first time they did it, and he can be viewed in the Ruin the Bell Tolls video. Hi, Jason, and uh, you're welcome. <laughs> but next time around, uh, me and Jason are going. Our friend Phil is going. We're all really, really excited. My wife, my wife is going as well, and we're going to celebrate my son's first birthday in San Francisco, so that's going to be pretty cool. I'm very excited. Um, what else has happened with me? I've been really busy cranking away on uh, the new Long Cold Dark album, um, my, my band, my music. So uh, that's been going really well, actually. It's hard to do these kinds of things when you have a child and a job, but um, I will find a way to get it done because uh, I've been sitting on these songs for the better part of a f mm, two to three years now, and it's finally time to get this bad boy done. So I've been cranking away, uh, tracking bass guitar actually this week. I got like three songs done on bass. So we're chipping away. The songs are done. So now it's just a matter of executing them in a recorded fashion. So I'm, I'm moving, moving along on that, piecing it together. It's going to be cool. Uh, I got Final Fantasy VII on the Switch. 
That's pretty pretty wild to see number one Final Fantasy on a, uh, a Nintendo console once again. Well, this particular one that is Final Fantasy VII, because if you know your video game history, which you should, uh, Final Fantasy was historically back in the '90s, kids, before the 32-bit generation. Uh, Final Fantasy was a Nintendo air quotes exclusive kind of franchise. Final Fantasies were on uh, the NES and the SNES, and they were very very popular, very successful. And there was supposed to be a Final Fantasy game in development for the then not yet released Nintendo 64 um, or the 64DD, the 64 disk drive, which would uh, only come out in Japan. It's unclear as to how that was going to go down. However, at a certain point, Square abandoned Nintendo and said, nope, our next Final Fantasy game is going to be on the PlayStation. The, the CD-ROM provides us with um, so much more cinematic ability uh, to do what we want to do, and the next game that they were planning was going to be super, super massive and could not be contained onto a Nintendo cartridge. It could barely be contained on one CD, for that matter. It was actually on three or four, if I recall. That game was Final Fantasy VII, and it was on the PlayStation, and it was a pivotal game in video game history, to be honest with you. So now it's on the Nintendo Switch all these years later. And uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it's a great port as far as I can tell. Um, the only thing about it that I will say, I mean, it's the game you remember. It, it, it is, they didn't, you know, magically make it HD. They're doing the remake for that, kids. And by the way, that's going to be, um, don't, I, I, I have bad, bad feels about the remake of Final Fantasy VII. Um, uh, anything that's going to get remade, eh, I, there, there's a certain magic about certain things. And when you try to redo them, Often that magic is lost, so I'm I'm skeptical of the remake. Anyway, uh, the game on the Switch is the PlayStation Classic. You remember some of the audio was just a slight bit different, and you know I, I could be wrong, could be just my memory playing tricks on me. But other than that, it's the same game, and uh, there's no load times, which is fantastic. Uh, everything moves nice and snip, nice and uh, snappy. But um, the only thing I wish it had. The only thing I wish Final Fantasy VII on the Switch had would, would be some level of visual um, options. When I and because if you guys know me talking about old video games on this show, uh, you know that I am a big fan of scan lines. Whatever, however, you can best emulate the original experience of the game on a modern television. That that's what I want. That's what I want. So the text is a little too rounded and smoothed out on the Switch version, clearly by use of some kind of uh, filter or um, shader. I can't exactly tell you what it is, but it, it just it, there's something, a scaler of some kind on it that looks wrong. And I, I mean, it's fine, it's legible and everything, but it just doesn't, it, it does not look authentic. And yeah, there are no scanline options whatsoever, so I can't get a nice uh, CRT experience out of it. It's just a... Super crisp, blocky polygons on pre-rendered backgrounds. And, you know, there is a charm, I suppose, to looking at the game in this way. But uh, scan lines would go a long way into kind of hiding some of the flaws and making the game look the way it was designed to look back in the 90s. But that aside, that's a nitpick. It's a solid port so far, and I'm having fun playing it again. So that's pretty cool. Um, what else is going on? Not a lot. I mean, you know, that's 
Look, man, it's been a couple weeks. Carl's been sick with the plague, to be honest with you. Um, remember when I got that? Yeah, it was no fun. Now he's got it too. Um, so, yeah, I you know, I think I saw. I think I sat down and watched a movie or two. My yeah, I watched um, Christopher Robin, the the Winnie the Pooh movie, uh, which was not the tearjerker. Right? I mean, I it it's the it was intended to be a tearjerker, but I, I I wasn't quite as moved by it as I thought I would be. But the uh, animals were very well done, so I got to give it props for that. Anyway, um, and that's really about it, man. Uh, Final Fantasy, Long Cold Dark tracking. Going to see Metallica again because, of course, I am. Uh, and I've got um, a lot coming up this week. So next week's episode, be ready uh, because I'm going to have a lot to dump on y'all because it is WrestleMania weekend. Now, WrestleMania itself, I can take or leave these days, to be honest with you, because the WWE is, as you guys know about me, because, yeah, well, whatever. It's a it's a company that exists um, I try not to give it too much credence, but, but, but wherever, whatever city WrestleMania is in the wrestling world kind of converges and, uh, events from all companies are all over town. So this weekend I will be traveling to New York city and I'll be going to a couple of events. Um, one whose name I will, uh, only say on the air with Carl's permission, but it involves, Wrestler Joey Ryan, I will be going to his wrestling event on Friday evening, missing NXT TakeOver, which I'm a little bummed about, but tickets were very expensive for that, and I could not justify the cost, so I'm going to Joey Ryan's event, and that is by no means a uh, poor consolation. I love Joey Ryan, and uh, some of the talent on his show is absolutely stellar, including Pentagon and Phoenix and uh, Johnny Mundo and Taya, Um, so it's going to be a fun show. Can't wait. And then Saturday is the big mamma jamma for me. It is New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor. Can't forget them, even though the card has kind of forgotten them. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, at Madison Square Garden in Vince McMahon's backyard. Yes, they sold it out in seconds. Um, however, at the time they sold it out, um, I think a lot of fans were hopeful, even though they weren't advertised, there was belief. That Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody, the the Elite would be there. However, events have unfolded and um, all Elite Wrestling became a thing and those guys are not going to be there. But you know what? That's totally fine. Because the card that is assembled for New Japan uh, at, at on Saturday at, at MSG is actually really great. And I'm really excited for it. If for nothing else, Okada is coming to MSG to challenge Jay White for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and I have seen Okada in the flesh. He is he is a god. <laughs> he has a presence, and he is going to headline uh, Madison Square Garden and hopefully regain the, the title, and it's going to be very exciting. I'm really psyched up for it, so this is going to be a great time. We're going to have a great time. A lot of friends are going to be there. We're all going to have a really... It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. So... Having said all of that, gotten the crap out of the way, don't forget you can share your experiences with us. You can ask us questions. You can do all the things by finding us on Facebook slash Devil's Due Pod, Twitter at Devil's Due Pod, or of course, email us 
The Devils Do Podcast at gmail.com. Hope I got that right. Carl does this usually. The Devils Do Pod at gmail.com. The Devils Do Pod at gmail.com. There, see? There it is. Told you. Of course, if I got this wrong, you can get it right by going to the Devils Do Podcast.com. That is correct. I know that. All right. There it is. There's all that stuff out of the way. Normally, we would uh, do some some reader exchanges here. However, uh, Carl handles that portion. He manages the email address, and he's not here. So, sorry, guys, if you have sent us questions, if you have sent us any emails. I don't have them, so I cannot respond to them. So, maybe next time. Just send them directly to me. Whatever. It's all good. Uh, so, let's, let's, let's catch up on... The news that is. Let, let's let's dive into the case files, as Carl would say. Look, man, we're leading off with the with the the big story of the day. The big story of the day. Remember all that stuff I talked about? Uh, tickets and bots and 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 uh, being difficult to get seats and and seats being sold, resold, I should say, for for many 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 times their face value. Dude, Avengers Endgame tickets went on sale today, and. Oh my God, I never thought I would see the day when movie tickets would become a uh, hot property, so to speak, in the way that concert tickets uh, or wrestling tickets are. These things are hot fire right now, <laughs> and they were uh, showings were sold out um, immediately. Uh, I tried to get blocks of tickets for, for Carl and myself and Alan and, and our wives and stuff, and I, I couldn't find anything or we people were in queues. We couldn't, you, you couldn't even get in to get tickets on, on the opening nights. So kind of dicey. Um, but I managed to get a pair of tickets. We basically had to say every man for every, every man for himself, just, just go see the movie. We will convert, we will convene later and we will all talk about it together. Um, but just, we, we can't possibly all organize ourselves into one theater given the, the way tickets were going. So, um, I'm going Saturday it's going to kill me. I'm going to have to stay off the internet for like two days, which, you know, I'm a web developer. It's very difficult for me to not stumble into something on the interwebs. So I'm going to try really hard to avoid all the spoilers. Um, well, hopefully I can, I can, if I get spoiled, man, I swear, I'm going to be so, so mad. So very mad. Ugh, my God. This, I mean, this is like the culmination of 11 years of, of movies and myth making and, and like, Oh, if I get spoiled by like a GIF or something on the internet, I'm just going to be so ticked. Or GIF. Sorry for the GIF crowd. I, I don't care whatever you want to call it. Anyway, um, Avengers Head Game. It's coming. It is coming. It is going to be huge. And, and because it is going to be huge, let me tell you how huge. Uh, it has already made all the money. I don't have facts and figures in front of me, but I just know when someone is reselling that their opening night ticket for $500 plus on eBay... And tickets are sold out for for the opening nights immediately, and there's a surge of demand. Um, dude, Endgame is going to make all of the money, and I think I saw that it is already outpacing Infinity Wars pre-sale. That's insane! Like this is it. People are psyched. People are really psyched. I know I am. They revealed uh, a new little teaser trailer today to coincide with the tickets going on sale i shouldn't have watched it i'm already you know what i mean like i'm already you got me you got my money i'm going i don't need to see anything else i want to go in without knowing a thing but of course i watched it because why wouldn't i watch it and oh god it looks so cool it looks so good this movie is going to be incredible and uh 
I guess Tony does get back to earth and I guess Tony and Cap shake hands again and you get the feels, you get the tingles about it because it's like, oh my God, they were fighting each other and Tony wouldn't call him in the last movie, but now they're there together and they're the buddies again. Okay, cool. I, I you, you know, there's any number of ways this could end and now there's new theories that like they're going to enter the quantum realm and Thor, Cap, and Tony, this is like the new hot rumor that... And, and this is all just fan theory. So, I mean, I feel comfortable talking about it because I don't, I doubt very much any of this is like gonna happen, but people are talking. So let's talk, right? They're saying like, they're not going to kill Cap or Tony or Thor, but they're going to like get trapped in the quantum realm with Thanos so that they can write them off. But then maybe down the road, down the road, bring them back. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, what's not going to happen. Let me tell you what's not going to happen. Um, Ant-Man is not going to go into Thanos' butt and then expand and kill him. That's not happening. So, internet, please, stop. Stop it. Stop saying this is a thing that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, I, I know it's a cute wink-wink ha-ha, but, like, come on, man. This is like the, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, what was it, Bowserette thing that took over Nintendo Phantom for a hot minute? And that was annoying, like, very quickly, and they wouldn't stop about it. Yeah, you're doing that again with the Ant-Man and the Thanos and, and, and the butts. Let's, let's stop it. Stop that, fans. I saw a great picture of Stan Lee in the clouds pointing downward. And it's, it says, people talking about Ant-Man going up Thanos' butt. And it's Stan Lee pointing, and he says, don't make me come down there. So stop it. You're, you're upsetting Stan, and this is not the legacy that he left us. We can do better than that. The Avengers will find a better way that does not involve butts to defeat Thanos. Anyway, all right, no more about that. Let's get let's let's get out of there. Uh, okay, let's move on. Hmm, I got a little list in front of me. Where do we want to go? Okay, let's get back to video games a little bit, shall we? So, Nintendo has made all the money on the mini consoles, the NES Mini Classic, or whatever you want to call it, and the uh, SNES Classic as well. Super well executed, um, great game selection, and fun, fun being the key word, um, execution of the concept. So, you know, they had little menu music that was completely era appropriate. You had save states. The emulation was spot on. You had great CRT filters on the visual options. Just really well executed products. Sony put out the PlayStation Classic, and eh, they dropped the ball really, really hard for reasons that we have discussed on this show. So go back into uh, our archives and, and find that. Um, yeah, Sony kind of dropped the ball. And I feel like because Sony dropped the ball, that little mini console market that was kind of hot for a hot second might be softened, might be kind of poisoned now. Now, I could be wrong. But I feel like it's not what it was, and, and you know, yeah. So what, do, what am I getting at? Well, what I'm getting at is Sega, uh, the Genesis, is getting a mini console. And this is kind of cool, okay, but here's the thing. Well, no, okay, it's good and bad. It's good and bad. So let's, let's, let's get to why this is happening. This, I, I believe this is happening because the last one that they did was made by this company called At Games. Sega, who no longer makes hardware, as you know, they have, they've been out of the game for a while. They licensed out their stuff to this company, At Games, to make a little retro console in the vein of the NES Classic, the SNES Classic. And they were, it was terrible. Bad emulation, 
shoddy hardware, no frills menus, no frills options. Just, just like, I mean, it was it was a blatant cash grab, poorly executed machine. And fans, I know fans, let them know about it. Okay, so now we're getting a Sega Genesis Mini. This is a whole new animal, and this one's being made by Sega. This is they are not subbing this out. They're making it. Um, they have top stu- one of their top studios making the menus. They have one of their original composers uh, making the menu music for it. Um, I mean, it looks legit. It, it could be legit. It could be what Genesis owners have really been looking for all these years for a, a solid retro console uh, they can play on an HDTV legitimately. So um, pretty cool. Now it's going to include the uh, Genesis mini console. Two controllers, two wired controllers. I hope they're. Lo- I hope they learned from the NES ones, and and their the cords are longer. But we'll see. They can always sell you the extensions, right? Uh, a USB power adapter, um, the, and the power cable and an HDMI cable. Because that there you go. Everything you need in a box. Now, region wise, they're going to have some different games, but uh, they've announced ten games on the. US one. There will be 40 games on it, but they've only announced 10, and those 10 are uh, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Okay, sure. Toe Jam and Earl. That sound you heard just now was Carl woohooing very, very loudly somewhere, wherever he is. Uh, Comics Zone, Sonic the Hedgehog, Altered Beast. <laughs> Uh, and Gunstar Heroes. That's a pretty solid lineup out of the box, and that's only 10 of 40 games. I'm not going to lie, folks. I'm a Nintendo kid through and through. But this here might just have my attention to uh, to, pick, to pick that up. There's some classics on there that I've never played. Um, now, granted, in the annals of history, Nintendo has clearly won out. Uh, its legacy, its game, its gaming legacy has has really won out over time those those rpgs from the snes uh your donkey kong country on top of that um your first party nintendo games like, like legend of zelda link to the past and super mario world their their legacy has shown brighter than the genesis's library but having said that i never played castlevania bloodlines i never played gunstar heroes i've heard those games are fantastic so hey this, this is a chance for me to dive in and see what I missed out on. That's awesome. Uh, if the price is right and we've got 30 more games to come, I, I can only hope that the lineup is going to be um, super packed. If they put Contra Hardcore on there, um, that's another one I haven't played that people seem to like, except, well, maybe not the U.S. version because it was super, super extra hard. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Pretty cool. So look for that. Um, let's see. It's supposed to be released on September 19th, 2019. And you can pre-order it right now. Yeah, it's it's available. So I'd say go for it. 80 bucks. 80 bucks. Um, take it from a, a retro game collector. If you were to try to get into this uh, and, and, get, and get all these games, you're going to pay a lot more than that. So... If the emulation is is as good as we hope it will be, this looks like a solid option to play some games, some some classic games, um, in the way that they should be played at a good price. So check that out. All right, that's the Genesis Mini. Moving on, uh, dude, dude, I saw 
Hopefully you did too. The Nintendo Direct Nindy Showcase. Now, okay, I don't know how you guys feel about in- indie games, but me, um, I, I'm a huge indie game fan, and I have been for a while, okay? And Nintendo did a Nindy Spotlight um, not too long ago, uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, with between, somewhere between our last show and now, okay? And, dude, every game... Every game I saw in that thing looked really, really cool. Their Spring Nindy Showcase looked really cool. Uh, indie games to me are, you know, I don't know, AAA games, your big, your big EA Activision kind of games. I don't know how many times have we seen the same old things getting churned out nowadays. You know, you get your big, your big 3D actiony games, or you've got your your first person shooter. Or or what really you know like that that's that feels like that's all we have anymore and I'm just kind of like I don't know is there anything else out there yes yes there is folks check out the indie games I've played indie games in the last five years that I would rank a- as high if not better than some AAA games I played in that same time amount of, uh, same amount of time so uh, the indie showcase was really really cool I thought there was some really cool stuff that got uh, unveiled in there. Trying to find you a nice little exhaustive list of the ones that really stuck out, but um, I can't seem to find it right now. Uh, first thing that comes to mind because they released it right away for ten bucks, dude. Blaster Master Zero Two. They dropped as soon as the the thing was over. They announced that, and um, man, that's really cool because uh, the first one was really good. So for ten bucks, get to play a sequel. That's that's pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, check out check out the N- Nintendo uh, the Nindy Showcase or the Nindy Spotlight from. Um, from the, the spring 2019 Nindy Spotlight. Just a lot to love. There's a lot to love in there. Very unique games that got my attention. And uh, I can't wait to uh, purchase many of them, honestly. All right, so that's that. Now, sticking with Nintendo for, for a second. There's a rumor out there. And the hot rumor is Nintendo is going to introduce two, not one, two new Switch models. Now, this is all speculative, okay? And it's a rumor. But if Nintendo has taught me anything, it's that they are known to do these sorts of things. Um, Not so much with the home console, but with the 3DS line, um, several models of several iterations of the DS and the 3DS are out there. So they're no stranger to periodic upgrades of of their hardware. Now... You might be upset about that and say, you know, I bought the Switch and now they're doing this. And eh, you know what, though, I, 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 I get, I get your, I get being mad at that. I, I said the same thing about the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X or whatever it is now. I don't know what the big one is, but, um, you know, you don't have to necessarily buy it. Your Switch is still going to be perfectly fine. It's still the it, the Switch is still like my favorite console going right now uh the pickup and playability the the you know drop it when you're done pick it back up and you're right back where you left off anytime you want that feature is like it's it's like the unsung hero of gaming to me and it's so simple but it it just works perfectly um so the rumor is they're gonna make one cheaper switch model i would now if i had to guess what that what that means it probably means Joy-Cons aren't going to be detachable and it might lose some other functionality. Maybe it won't have the 
um, the the ami- amiibo reader thing in the controller. Maybe it won't have. Uh, I, I don't know, but it'll probably be missing some features, and it will be cheaper than the existing Switch model. And then the my best guess would be they're going to introduce some slightly beefed up, maybe a higher resolution screen switch model. I don't know exactly. Um, which, And if they did that, it would kind of render the existing switch model to be obsolete. Um, or at least, you know, superfluous with a, with a better one available and a lesser one available if you want that too. I don't know, whatever. If they do it, cool. I don't need it. But if they have something up their sleeve, you know, hey, Nintendo, go for it. This, the Switch at this point is just uh, killing it on all fronts. So you're doing something right, Nintendo. I'll, I'll, I'm going to let it ride because clearly you're doing, you're doing good stuff. And good games just keep coming to the console. Other hot rumor. Don't know how true it is. Probably isn't. But Target inadvertently leaked that Red Dead 2 is coming to Switch. Now... I don't even know how feasible that is. I don't even know how possible that is on a hardware level that that, that could even be done. But Target somehow let it slip that it's coming and people kind of ran wild with it. Um, if that's wrong, I'm not going to be surprised. If that's right, I'm not going to be surprised either because, again, the Switch is just where stuff is happening right now. So um, it wouldn't shock me that, you know, hey, we got a really hot game. It's already done super well. How could it do better? The answer right now, put it on Switch. People want it. People want, people are going to buy it. Uh, we'll see if that pans out. I Again, I'm, I'm not sure that it will, but anyway. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hmm. Hmm. How do I want to go now? See, the thing is, I don't want to end with just some, like, boring rumors I'd rather end in something a little meaty. So I'll tell you what. Let's get the boring rumors out of the way. Two boring rumors. Boring rumor number one. Angelina Jolie is supposed to be cast in this uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Eternals movie. Now, number one, I still can't believe they're even going to do an Eternals movie because they are very obscure. I I don't know why I'm supposed to care about them. I don't know why anybody would really care about them at this point. Like, they're virtually the same thing as the Inhumans, and they, Marvel couldn't really get that off the ground either. So, what are we doing here exactly? I don't know. But then again, prior to Guardians of the Galaxy coming out, who were they, right? So, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm, I'll, I'll probably end up eating these words. But anyway, they're supposed to make an Eternals movie, and Angelina Jolie is supposed to be in it. Allegedly. Keyword here, okay? The other hot rumor allegedly, is that uh, Marvel is making a Silver Surfer movie. Now, given what we know about the cosmic side of the MCU um, being a big priority moving forward, I mean, pretty clearly, and James Gunn was supposed to spearhead that cosmic side, and James Gunn just came back to Marvel, that very well could be true. And on top of that, you got to factor in the Fox deal is done. Marvel's toys are all back under one roof, and we're just waiting. We're counting the minutes until we see some teaser, some glimpse of the X-Men or the Fantastic Four or Doctor Doom or Galactus 
or the Silver Surfer in a MCU movie. And um, now that the deal is done and the ink is dry, I got a feeling we might see that sooner than later. So I, I don't know that the Silver Surfer movie is happening and they're full speed ahead, but that is the rumor that Marvel wants to do it and it's a priority for them. Um, we will see. We will see about that. So those are your little Marvel rumors. Okay, let's get into stuff that is actually happening. Well, no, okay. All right, all right, hang on. I take that back. There's one more little rumor, but it is a transition, so let's, let's transition. The transition is we got our Marvel stuff out of the way. It's a little chilly. It snowed the other day. I need some warmth. I need warmth. What is warmth? What, what generates warmth? Fire. Ah, ha, ha. There, look. There it is. The dumpster fire. Oh, the sweet warmth of the dumpster fire. Now, it's not quite as warm as it used to be. Aquaman came out, made a bunch of money, and made some people happy. Um, it seemed to de- deliver a coherent movie that actually, like, you know, people enjoyed and didn't make them want to kill themselves. So, good job, Warners. You, you did. You're, you're doing good there. Cool. And Shazam, by all accounts, is also really good. And uh, it's probably going to do pretty well for itself as well. And it also, it's another movie that reminds you that it's okay to have fun. And you don't have to be so dour all the time. So it looks like it might do well. We'll see. We will see. Um, you know what's not going to do well? The Flash movie. Because after we came here on this show and told you that Grant Morrison and Ezra Miller were working on a script for it, well, now the, now the rumor, rumor, we'll see is that Ezra Miller is out. He's, he's bailing on The Flash. I mean, come on, man. Given the history of this film, would that shock you in the slightest? Like, I, I just feel like uh, Aquaman at this point is almost like the exception, and Wonder Woman for that matter. But everyone else involved in this, in the Justice League and, and, and yada yada, the, the whole, that whole thing, they're they're wiping the decks and everyone's everyone's getting out of there. So um, I a rumor is Ezra Miller is out as the Flash, which to me, hey, you know what? Good, because I didn't like him in that Justice League movie. There wasn't much to like in the Justice League movie, and he certainly was not one of the, of the things to like in that movie. So bye, dude. Take your comic relief elsewhere. I don't 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 need it. All right, all right, all right, all right. So. Hmm. Let's talk about the Joker, shall we? Because we got two Joker things of of totally uh, differing levels of of, my, of interest on my part. Uh, so I know we don't talk about Gotham on this on this podcast because Gotham is like this weird train wreck television show that I I cannot fathom. I cannot bring myself to even care. And it just seems like at a certain point, the makers of that show realized that, like, you know, they were kind of kooky and they started steering hard into it. Like, you know what? We know we're we know we're a disaster. Let's just let's just steer into the disaster. Okay, sure. So I know a lot of weird stuff's gone on that show. I, I know a lot of nonsensical things have gone on in that show. I saw what they are calling Bane on that show, and it's just like, ah, what? Uh, what? What? Okay, sure. And they've had this whole, like, will they, won't they thing with the Joker? Like, I, I don't, again, I don't watch the show, so I don't really know, but I, you know, I'm, it's pop culture, man. You just kind of, you know, take in stuff through osmosis in a way. 
So they've been doing like this teasing with the Joker, I guess, for like the whole run of the show. They've had guys that they could be the Joker in and out of the show. Well, you're getting the Joker. You are getting the Joker proper. And oh man, does he look weird. Oh my God, does he look really, really, really weird. Like, like bald, but strands of long stringy hair weird. But at least he's got a white face and red lips and in and the purple outfit and the yellow gloves. So, okay. But, but, but he's got no hair. Uh, sure. Sure. Why not? Um, and I guess uh, they're actually going to introduce Batman on the show. Because at this point, why wouldn't you, right? I mean, <laughs> I think this is the final season. Um, I think they want to avoid the Smallville thing where, like, you know, they build up to the reveal of the suit and then, like, the show is over and you never see it again. I guess they're actually going to do, like, an episode of two with Batman proper on uh, on Gotham. We'll see how they screw up Batman. I mean, you know, they've they've gone berserk on everyone else. Why not make Batman, like, completely bonkers, too? So we'll see how that goes. Sticking with the Joker, though, uh, I guess tomorrow, so by the time you hear this podcast, it will be today or at, or yesterday or something. I don't know. Uh, we got a poster already for the Joker movie, and I guess the trailer will be dropping tomorrow or today or whatever, April the 3rd. The trailer We're getting a teaser trailer for the Joker film. Now... I don't know that I need this movie, but I'm not even going to lie. Kind of like how I felt about Watchmen, where, where I said that the only way I'm, I, you know, you can really approach this property at this point to make me interested in it now would be to tell an interesting original story with it. And, I, I, you know, this Joker movie that takes place like in the 70s and, and it's Joaquin Phoenix and he's or Joaquin, whatever Carl says his name is. Uh, it takes place in the 70s and he's like a failed stand-up comedian, kind of like The Killing Joke by Alan Moore. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a Joker story, but I mean, obviously Batman wouldn't necessarily be in this, but it's a movie about a guy who kind of snaps and turns into the Joker in the 70s. I don't, I don't know, man. That kind of perks my interest a little. And the pictures of him look disturbing enough to where I'm okay show me show me what you got so let's let's all see what they're going for with this teaser and if it's you know if I'll tell you what if it's if it's an interesting unique take on on the mythos I don't know maybe maybe that's what we need right now maybe we we've gotten enough of the of the the core over the years maybe it's time to kind of spin it in a new way and see if we can maybe make some sense out of it so don't quote me on that but well yeah, hey, here it is on a podcast quote me on that <laughs> let's see what they got so yeah uh, joker teaser coming tomorrow let's see what it's all about and let's end on this uh last news story of the day you might have seen it apparently allegedly uh the snyder cut is air i'm air quoting here real now look and on top of that, Zack Snyder said some other things, and then we're going to talk about those things. I don't believe that the Snyder Cut, as in a finished product that Warner Brothers has in their possession that they could have shown and released in theaters but chose not to, exists. I don't think that exists. I'm sure that Zack Snyder had several cuts of his footage that needed special effects work, that needed 
audio that needed ADR, that needed a lot of polish, cutting, and editing to make into a final film. I'm sure that that kind of stuff exists in some form or another. It does not exist in a finished capacity. So let's all walk back from the ledge of the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut camp. Number one, people, I can't believe those people actually exist. I, I still don't believe it. What do you think that this guy's movie is going to do that that is going to save the 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 murder verse that was the DC universe? Like, I, I there's, there's it's just not worth saving. It's just not worth it. It's and it's not worth your energy getting all upset over it. It wasn't good. I mean, is it a sheer morbid curiosity to see what it could have been? Yeah, sure, I guess. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It, you know, it wasn't going to be some some shining beacon of hope that was going to bring us to the future of the DC movies. There is no hope for Zack Snyder. Let me prove it to you. On top of this whole Snyder Cut business, in the same little event where he spoke, he went on this, he, he just dropped this statement and it was completely, he's so flippant about it, where he said Superman and Batman kill. They just do and just deal with it. And if you don't believe that they do, you need to, and I'm quoting, wake the F up. And he did not use F, he used the full word. Because, oh yes, 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 Zach, we are the fools for thinking that comic book superheroes don't kill people. Bro, bro, they're fantasy, they're make-believe. It's all made up. They don't have to kill if you don't want them to. You clearly want them to because your version of what a superhero, these particular superheroes are supposed to be and represent is not what they actually are and represent to everyone in the world. This dude was a bad fit for the whole enterprise. Warner Brothers should have known that and they should have stepped in at a certain point and said no. And that and that point, by the way, should have been before they approved the script to Man of Steel where Superman's dad advocates, if not completely shrugs off the idea that Superman should have let kids die and then not use his powers for fear that humanity would be afraid of him or whatever, which is like the most anti-Jonathan Kent thing ever. Never mind the fact Superman has to kill a guy at the end of the movie after laying waste to a city with countless people dead or maimed or whatever, which Superman would not allow to happen. Uh, This guy was a bad fit, and I don't need him out there still insisting that they just kill, bro. They just do. They just do. You need to get with it. You need to get real. Yes, yes, Zach. I need to get real about how my alien from another planet who just happens to look human but has superhuman abilities because of the earth because of the earth's yellow sun yes i need to get real about him i need to get real about him yeah yep that's right i i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not being real about my comic book superheroes and their and their um ethos i'm sorry my bad zach i didn't mean to i should have known i mean yeah you're right you're totally right bro totally right bro uh this guy also completely missed the point on Watchmen, by the way. This <laughs> completely missed the point of Watchmen. Oh, he made a slavish visual 
adaptation that that is on point visually and it hits the beats and the script is like it, it all looks right but it's totally wrong because the tone and the message is completely different than what macho was intended to be and they put this guy in charge of batman and superman and oh man what a fiasco and now we're back here and they're scrambling to figure out how to reboot it all uh we'll see we will see we will see um so yeah that's that's what i wanted to end with just you know what? At, at this point, with Zack Snyder, I'm just let's 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 put him back in the box, put the box in the top shelf of the closet. I'm closing the door. I don't care anymore. You're done, bro. You, I don't care what you have to say. You were a mistake that never should have happened to these characters, and we shall not go there again. I hope. Hopefully, hopefully not. Leave him in the attic where he belongs. All right, I'm done with my soapbox on the dc murderverse and dumpster fire on yada yada so that's about all i have to say right now um i don't have anything else to discuss news wise so we got to wrap things up so hopefully carl's back uh next week if you want to get in touch with us once again uh facebook.com slash devils do pod twitter at devils do pod uh devilsdopod at gmail.com boy I hope I got that right I don't think I did though that would just be perfect wouldn't it uh, thedevilsdopod at gmail.com man I was so close I was so close thedevilsdopod at gmail.com but you know what doesn't matter thedevilsdopodcast.com you can go there and all that stuff is there you can just find us right there alright I'm done I hope you guys have a great week I'm gonna have a great week I hope ideally wrestling wrestling wrestling's awesome and um yeah we'll we'll check you next week so until then as sylvester stallone once said uh who is a jerk